It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm here so I won't get fined. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. The second half, we sucked. We couldn't stop the run. Every time they got the ball and went down and got points, we got our ass totally kicked in the second half. That's what it boiled down to. It was a horse performance in the second half. Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. Been erroneous reports, people questioning my loyalty to him. That is absurd. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. You were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. What's happening, guys? Welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast, streaming live on the Player Profiler YouTube and Podcast Networks. I am joined by my illustrious co-host. You know him as the man of the hour and the man with the power. Jerry Sinclair, when you first signed on to the live stream, I thought you were wearing a Hawaiian shirt. It's actually a flannel shirt because you live in Iowa. It's cold as a bastard. It is so how, cool. how, how are you doing there in that cold as a bastard, Iowa? You know, I'm actually in shorts, uh, which is a very Iowa thing to do when when it's cold. Uh, but I'm good. Uh, it is terrible. Uh, it's supposed to be 50 for the holidays this next week, which is absolutely bananas because it seems like it's freezing right now. But I'm good. Um, I had some disappointment in some leagues this week, um, which is just there's something demoralizing about losing that league that you just you commit so much to like my my oldest dynasty league my home league i lost in the championship last year i won the championship the year before i have an awesome team like aj brown cd lamb cooper cup like it's it's a good team and i lost to my buddy this week he i had a decent week he just went absolutely bananas and just crapped on me. And it's just, uh, oh, uh, this game is just evil. You it, love it. You it love it sometimes, you some. but it's this week, this week, next week, and the week after that, where it's just, it can kill you. And it's <laughs> a real bitch. I, I am looking forward to this sweat, literally and figuratively, next week while I'm on vacation because. The I'll be traveling on Christmas Day, 
Uh, you get cheaper rates if you fly on the actual holiday. You fly the day after. They ja- <laughs> they, they, they 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 jack them some bitches up some fears. <laughs> yes, they so, do. So we're we're traveling on the holiday, but this year, and I, I love and, and people bitch about the NFL because people like to bitch. People bitch about sunshine and puppies and other really good shit, and, and the NFL treats us so well. You're going to get games on the 23rd. You're going to get games on the 24th, and you're going to get days games on the 25th. I told my wife, I'm not only going to be useless on Sunday, which is usual, I'm going to be useless on Saturday and Monday. It's like, we're going to get to this resort and I'm going to be freaked out because we'll be in Mexico and uh, we'll not have service when I get off the plane. Right. And, And I'll be sweating like Mike Tyson in a spelling bee getting off that plane. Cause I'll, I'll have, I'll have no clue of of what's going on with any of my teams because you know you've got the Patrick Mahomes and the Raiders is the first game. I I don't remember the middle game and then I'll I'll be checked in and at like a sports bar or something when the the, the game that everybody has to watch, right? The the Niners and the and the Ravens. I so mean, yeah, I'm, I'll be sweating. I, I mean, I I got the Lions trying to win the NFC North for the first time in 30 years, which is about oh, the that, only that, that, thing that I care about. That's a lock. That, that, hey, listen, that, I get a, a ooh, ooh, uh, uh, hey, we're not jinxing I anything. I said here. what I said. 30, it's a, it's 30 a lock. year wait, sir. Lock. It's a 30 year itch. I just want to scratch it one time. There, <laughs> pause. Uh, but anyway, yeah. we're going to get into that. We're going to get into how our leagues wrapped up. This one's like a, a dynasty potpourri. Um, we're gonna at the end of the show. I'm gonna let Jerry bust on my my newest running back and tight end rankings. I'll explain all of that in just a second. But first, let's hear the Podfather explain underdog. It has been two years since Josh Larkey paved the way for fantasy gamers to start expecting positive returns from Pick'em games, specifically underdog Pick'ems. And how do you do it? Well, you look at the slate and you find a great shootout or a sneaky shootout. You also look for a shit show game. Three, four, five, six guys in one game. That's right. You can do it. You can do it. And you can 100x your payout on underdog. Think about week one. Jets-Bills was a shit show. Did we see the Aaron Rodgers injury coming? No, but we knew the Jets have a good defense. We knew the Bills have a good defense. Why not expect the worst? And the worst is what we got. So if you had gone Dalvin Cook less than, Garrett Wilson less than, Aaron Rodgers less than, Josh Allen less than, Gabriel Davis less than, boom, 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 boom. You can go six for six. Same thing in week two. Oh, week two. Oh, sneaky shootout there in Philadelphia. Minnesota's going to be in comeback mode, so we'll go Cousins, Jefferson, Hawkinson, more than, Madison, less than, but also Swift, more than. Boom, 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 boom. That's how you do it with the underdog pickums, and you use promo code UNDERWORLD to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You put in 100 underdog matches that deposit up to 100 bucks with promo code UNDERWORLD. Go start picking. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. 
Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. As if we needed the podfather or anybody else to explain underdog to us. Underdog's really good shit, and you should be doing it. I, I do pick'ems myself. It's a lot of fun. But I want to get with our own playoff rankings do you know how many leagues that you still have live no i i would guess probably about half you know what I, I i did the math on mine i am still alive in eight of 17 because i i trimmed out a lot of our non-patron leagues um we have 18 patron leagues i'm in 13 i don't know how i missed the other five but there for a while we were having so many people join so quickly it just didn't make sense to have both jerry and i have a team because then you only had room for 10 patrons in there. So, um, but I'm in 13 of the 18 and I'm still alive in five. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about that. Well, you know, what is that? Like 45%? That's not bad. Not bad. Not 40, terrible. 40, 45%. Uh, I and lost then, in Scott Fishbowl this week too. Uh, good luck to Tyler Orginski. He's yeah. uh, he made it to the semis two our years boy, in a row. Good for him. Our boy, me, Neil. And, uh, me and Neil both got, yeah. got clobbered this week, unfortunately. Neil picked the wrong week to have a really bad week because he because yep. he's undefeated in the regular yeah. season. He was rolling and just a hell of a time to have a bad week. It's a it's, mean it, game. It's a horrible game. And then I'm looking at my industry leagues and I'm in four of those. Those are on MPL. And in those, I'm still alive in three. And by the way, there is nothing better than sweating a Monday night game and getting by. Um, because you know, the listeners, you know, they want to know that we're real dynasty gamers too. And I, dude, I was sweating again, Mike Tyson in a spelling bee. Think about that visual. I mean, your, your I, word. I don't want to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was sweating Kenneth Walker at the end. I, I, I was, to get I was three more points. He did not come through for me. Uh, I needed a big game. I got a big game, just not quite good enough. So in, in the, the one industry league I was playing good friends of the show, Tyler Gunther and Doug Eddy from the Dynasty Happy Hour podcast. And I had a 10 and a half point lead and I was fading Zach Charbonnet. Good thing our man KW3, good thing he was healthy, took care of the lion's share. And uh, what a time for Zach Charbonnet to have his second worst performance of the year. And I just thought I was screwed in this league because I'm counting on Josh Allen, who had like one of his worst games of the year. Counting on Sam Howe, who had his worst game of the year. Austin Eckler, and I still managed to squeak by. Oh, I lost Michael Pittman in that game like because he got hurt in the, the first half. Still managed to squeak by. And that's a league that, A, I've won three of the last four years. Not so humble brag. And I talk so much shit in that league. I mean, like, incessantly. Anyone that's listened to this podcast knows that's true. Oh, a hundred percent. You talk, talk you talk shit about that league on this podcast. Oh, a hundred percent. I make sure they know it, but I, I got a real tough matchup this week. And then, uh, the other one is the, uh, the money league that you and I just did a patron podcast on trade. Yeah. You and I made today. And then, uh, the goat, one of the goat leagues, JD and Dan and Theo from the goat district also here on player profiler. 
Uh, I'm in the semifinals. Um, really bad luck on that team because come into the season with Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And uh, they're not going to hear this in time, but there was Easton Stick was still on waivers and uh, CJ Beathard and Case Keenum and Tyler Heineke. So this is one of those times where being lazy and not doing waivers all year comes in my favor because I'm going to get one of the, I'm going to get one of those guys because <laughs> I, I put in a, I, I have a full uh, complement, a full uh, allocation of waiver wire dollars. And then, then I put in a couple of $0 bids on the other, those waivers run here in 40 minutes. So hopefully I get one of those guys, but, but that's where I'm at. Um, out of those eight leagues, I would love to, if I could walk, I'll be honest, I'm not greedy. I am because the league I would prefer to win. If I guess I, if I could win two, two or three, I would be thrilled, thrilled, thrilled to win two or three leagues. The one I'd like, like to win is the big money league that you and I covered on our patron podcast. But if I could win two, I'm good with that. What about you? What, what's your breakdown? You know, I, I, I don't know exactly what it is. Uh, I, I did have a good handful of bye weeks, which I realized when I started to set my rosters. I don't know what everybody's process is, but I set all of my rosters on Thursday. Before the game, I set every single roster. And then on Sunday, I update it just to cover any injuries, make sure that the Monday night guy is in a flex spot and yada, yada, yada. I do that every time. I realized that I had quite a few bye weeks because it was easy and it was quick. Usually it's a pain in the ass and it takes me an hour to set all my rosters. Um, so I am excited for that. The one league that I am super invested in is Patreon 14, which is our relegation league where we have four different tiers and it's like English premier league soccer where if you, you know, if you win it, you move up a league. And if you are in last place, you get relegated below a league. And it's a super complex process that they all handle. And I just have to read the pin tweet or the pin message every week. Cause I forget exactly how it works. Thank you, Neil. Um, but me and Ben doggy are at the top of the bottom tier because Neil hates both you and I and wants us dead. So he put us in the third division, which is the, the scraps. We get the worst rookie picks. We had the, the latest picks in the draft. Like we're talking. My first place team is Geno Smith. Kareem Hunt, DeAndre Hopkins, Jamison Williams, Noah Fant, Chuba Hubbard, Latavius Murray. I'm in first place. So that league is, you know, it's tough sledding to say the least. And it is, we have it set up. So the first place team and the second place team play each other this week. And we are both tied. So whoever wins this one has a good chance of getting promoted into the next division. So I am super into that. Um, and knowing this evil, awful game, I'm going to lose and I'm going to be disappointed. I'm going to end up with a poop draft pick and it's going to be terrible. And I'm going to bitch next week. So hopefully that's not true. Well, um, you won't have to hear me bitch next week because I'll, I'll be, uh, be on that vacation. But I, I love this time of the year. I absolutely love the the deals. Uh, I mean, we just covered it. I, I, I'm more active now than I, I ever am because typically I go into the season pretty comfortable with who I've got on my rosters. 
And I, I let the plan play out. And I, I covered this uh, on the Dynasty Life. That the Dynasty Life is a show with our boy Theo Griminger, also found right here on Player Profiler. And, and he and I were were talking, and it's it's the thing that I do. Like one of the questions in the podcast is, "What is something that you do this time of the year?" It, it depends if you're still active or not, like in your league, or are you competing. But I run, and, and and I think it's part of my success, to be honest, is I run my teams like a business. And at the end of the season, I, I go through every team the way I go through a PL at work. I go through the, the profit and loss, and I go through I go through everything. And then you give the players a mini performance evaluation. Did this, a Kyron Williams, I got a ton of Kyron Williams. That's why I'm alive in so many leagues right now, more than like right at half, because I had a lot of Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams exceeded expectations. Travis Kelsey did not meet expectations. And then you, you just go through. And then you can say, hey, did I have a plan? What was my plan going into 24? Did I stick to it? How'd that work out? What I do right in 2023? What I do wrong in 2023? What am I going to do differently in 2024 to make sure that I get a better result? And that result could be to tank, to get draft picks or a rebuild or whatever. But I think if you want to be really successful, and, and, and we talk about this, Nate, our buddy Nate is, is great at talking about this. Consider Dynasty to be like, like an entertainment expense. 50 bucks, which is probably the average. If you take our patron leagues and our my more expensive leagues and you sandwich them all together, they're about 50 bucks. Yep. You're not getting a good dinner at a good restaurant for 50 bucks. No. If you and Mrs. Jerry go to like Texas Roadhouse, it's not Ruth Chris. You know, it's, it's just not. You're spending more than $50 with tips. Hundred percent. So, but but if you're playing this game, forget about the money. You're just playing to win. You'll treat it like a business. Now, because some people just like to play to play. They like the camaraderie. They like the draft picks. They like the rookie. They, they, everybody plays for different reasons. But if you really want to take your game to the next level, treat it like a business. Now, you have to spend hours and hours, but you probably already do, of time on it because you're psychos. It, Yes, and then obviously if you're going to do this process, do it with your most important rosters first. Take notes. Um, and then like now's a great time, and I'm getting ready to do this. Jerry and I were talking about this uh, before we hit the record button. This weekend I'm going to record a list of guys that I'm going after in 2024 because I am sick like that. I've already got a full list of wide receivers, running back, just players in general that I'm going to go ahead and start offering because a lot of dynasty content creators start taking the back half of December and January off and come back in mid-February for rookie content. Jerry, are we doing that? <laughs> come on. Come have on. Have we have we ever done that? Come on. But but if we're we're going to help you get ahead and stay ahead, I'm I'm already putting out bonus content on the patron, but uh Jerry, we're almost 20 minutes into this show and you know what we've not done? What have we not done? Good people bad tweets. Um, and then we're going to do that. And then we're going to hear from Dallas because I owe Dallas Hyder an apology. I've not played any of his videos. That's okay. He's been super busy and not had time to make more. So we're going to hear about an upcoming rookie. And uh, then we're going to let you beat up on my rankings. Does that sound like a good way to take this uh, mixed bag of a show and, and keep her moving? Yeah, I can dig it. All right, let's get into this one. So Jeff Bell, repeat offender, on good people, yeah. bad tweets at for whom J Bell tolls on X. 
And his tweet from six days ago said, really hope Devon Achan can get this injury stuff sorted. Feels similar with a picture of Devon Achan and Javid Best. Now, Jerry, you were a card-carrying, still are, Lions fan. Very familiar with Javid Best. When, I, when, when you saw this tweet or you see this tweet, what are the first things that, that, that come to mind? Uh, I mean, first and foremost, HN has already done more than Javid Best ever did. I mean, Javid Best is riding the coattails of Monday night versus Chicago when he had one explosive run and the crowd went absolutely bananas. I was at the game. It was a wonderful time. I rolled my ankle because I stepped on the seat in front of me and was screaming while he did it. And when I came back, I planted and rolled it because I got weak ankles. Terrible time. Um, you, you want me to be honest, Randy? I don't think he's ever going to sort it out. Like, I, I, I really don't. He's a little fella. And he's going to keep getting hit. He, it, it, as long as he plays... He's going to be good. He, he's going to be fine because he's extremely explosive. This is the worry I have always had about the man. And I know I don't. I'm going to, you know, spoil a little bit. The Patreon show we just did. Me and you had a deal where I acquired said Devon A. Chain. But, I, you know, I just, he's not my guy. I, I, I did acquire him. I am going to flip him. I don't want to say it feels familiar because that's not fair because those are completely different situations. I mean, concussions are not something to be messed with, and you can't determine the seriousness of it. If you have ever listened to Stefania Bell, the ESPN fantasy football medical expert, she will tell you there are no different ranges of a concussion. Either you have one or you don't, and you don't know if you're better until you're better. There's no way to tell. And for whatever reason, with Java Bass, it just didn't work out. I, it, it's fine. Jeff Bell has tweeted worse things than this, in my opinion. My my take on, on all of this is it's apples and pomegranates. It's it's the, it's the, they're both like the same thing, but they're not the same thing. The pro, both, he's just the, he's fast and he's little the, the, and the, they the, get the, injured. They're smaller than your typical running back that had injuries. But to your first of all, your point about job at best never accomplishing what what he's done compared to Devon Achan is 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 very spot on. But for me, it's like where it got to be a bad tweet was comparing him to to job at best. You can't control concussions. Not that you can really control knee injuries or hamstring injuries or whatever, some guys are just going to be injured. But I, I think had he just said, hey, I hope he gets this injury stuff sorted out and doesn't uh, bring Javid Best into it, we're, we're not, he's, he's not on the show. He does not make the show because he, he, he compared him. I, I, I see where he's going. It was an attempt. It was an attempt at, at comparison, and, and, and he's clearly better at X or Twitter than I am because he's got a lot more followers than me and maybe that matters. And maybe this is the kind of engagement that he puts out. That's what it, that that's what it felt like. I, I, I thought there was a little disingenuousness to it, to be quite honest. Yeah, I, I, I think I, that was probably the point though. I, 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 I yes, exactly. It was, it is exactly. It was, it was designed to get a conversation going that got going. Clearly it made it onto this podcast. See, I just, but, but, and 
should a chain, you know, maybe if this continues and he doesn't really play and he falls off the face of the fantasy relevant world, then sure, it's the same. But we're talking about not even his first full season yet. So I don't know if he stays healthy for an entire season next year. They're not even close to being comparable. So it's it's premature for sure. Hundred percent. Uh hundred a hundred percent. So um as you know, Dana White always gets the final word on good people, bad tweets. What am I feeling? Christmas season. You know how fucking stupid you have to be to even think something like that, let alone say it publicly and act like you're fucking serious. Yep, yep, there you go. That is uh good people. Bad tweets. All right, Jerry, what we're going to do is we're going to hear from Dallas. He's going to tell us about a prospect we need to know about so that we can uh, watch this player as we hear their name bantied about throughout other podcasts and television shows and whatever. That way, when you hear it again, it has that familiar ring to it, and you can watch highlights and, and compare what Dallas said to what someone else says. And then... We'll, uh, we'll cover some of my most recent running back and tight end rankings. So let's hear from Dallas, and we'll we'll be right back. Welcome to this week's episode of the DWZ. That's right, the Dynasty Warzone's very own prospect premonition. And as always, I am your host, Dallas. You can find me on all the socials at Salad Galore. Dallas spelled backwards with double L galore. Great to be here, guys, and we're just going to dive right in. For those of you not privy to what the Prospect Premonition is, you haven't been listening, make sure to go back and listen to the last couple episodes. But each week, I take a under-the-radar, or in this week's case, kind of an unknown wide receiver, unknown player prior to the 2023 NCAA college football season that I have looked inside of my crystal ball and have seen success for your dynasty teams. Um, looking like a pretty successful year on most of the picks thus far, but this is a guy that has been a just a rocket in evaluation and value for dynasty and Devi alike over the course of the last three months. And that is none other than Mr. Malik Washington, University of Virginia Cavaliers, and he's a wide receiver that, you know, a lot of question marks ultimately going around right now. A lot of uh, very interesting things happening with this offense. There's not a lot of production outside of him. And in an ACC conference, there are always going to be question marks about your success at the wide receiver position. But when it comes to Malik Washington and what I see with the University of Virginia and that offense, there's only one thing of note on the offense in general at all. And it is Malik Washington and teams still cannot stop him. Um, he's got one of the most unique builds out of any prospect that's going to come out this year, or really has come out in the last couple of years. He's sitting at like five, eight. I think that's legitimately about how tall he is. He maybe even dips into that five, seven Rondell Moore size, but the, Main difference between Rondell Moore and Malik Washington is Malik Washington's right around 200 pounds at that height, and he's a wide receiver. And like I said, he his build's extremely unique. He reminds me more of a running back playing wide receiver. And the first thing I see when I watch his tape and I see him on the field, the guy he reminds me the most of coming out of college is Curtis Samuel. Um, coming out of Ohio State, kind of that tweener, that running back, that wide receiver mold. But looking at the 2024 
three regular NCAA season, he already over the course of 10 games has 1300 receiving yards, 96 receptions and nine touchdowns. If it weren't for one game against Boston college, where he snuck in at 97 yards, as opposed to hundred yards, he would have gone nine straight games with over hundred yards receiving already on the season. Um, it's been the same story against top 10 offenses, top 10 defenses, top 10 teams. He's played Tennessee, UNC, and Louisville, all ranked inside of the top 12 at the time of playing. They lost all of those games, and still he put up over 100 yards against all of them, except for Tennessee. Tennessee was the opener, and that was probably the most embarrassing loss that Virginia had the entire time. When I watched Malik Washington, there's not a lot on his tape, really, when it comes to speed or athleticism that pops out. But what does pop out is his ability to be extremely shifty with the ball in his hands. Breaking tackles, breaking angles, that type of thing is where he lives. And that's why he reminds me more of a running back while I'm watching him. It's, he's a very unique build, and I don't think he's going to be a true wide receiver that comes into the NFL, even though he has proven since his time transferring from Northwestern this year at the University of Virginia, that he's very capable with his hands. He's very sure-handed. He's very, very capable in route running. But the thing is, he doesn't get a ton of separation before the ball, which is kind of funny considering how shifty he is after the ball is in his hands. He's one of the best open field movers in this year's class, and it was very surprising. He's a guy I didn't have anywhere on my list and a guy that a lot of people didn't have on their list. But he's going to be a very unique prospect, and I do want to caution extreme, extreme reaches for him, but there's no reason that he can't be more successful than some of the other kind of hybrid players that we've seen of recent note. Um, for me, it's not the same type of athletic separation as this guy, but he does remind me a little bit of Kadarius Tony, um, a little bit of that rawness, that movement ability with the ball in his hands, the ability to slip out. The thing is, he's a much better receiver overall and a much better route runner than what Mr. Kadarius Tony has been and was in college. So if you want two guys that you can look at when you look at Malik Washington and when you're watching the tape and kind of get a feel for what they might be in the NFL, think of the two gadgety players. That's most likely what you're going to get, or maybe even a transition to running back. I don't know. We'll see what the draft scouts think, but Curtis Samuel and Kadarius Tony are the two guys that this guy reminds me of the most. Athletic testing is the biggest question mark that I have for him, as well as his ability to separate early in routes. A little bit concerning if you're not super fast to be able to do that separation early. So a good combine could really skyrocket his overall draft value going forward. Um, he is a true senior. We should see him in all of the primetime draft-related bowls. So make sure to keep your eyes out from Malik Washington. He's a name you are definitely going to be hearing a lot about over the next couple of weeks and next couple of months as the draft season kicks up. And he's a guy that, as I said, is destined for success in 2024 when he inevitably gets drafted and pops up in some kind of surprising value. Until next week, this has been the Prospect Premonition, and get ready for another big boy tight end on next week's episode. Well, there you go, Gerald. we got a little, uh, little Virginia prospect there. But uh, are you ready to dissect my, my newest set of rankings? Well, let's hopefully, hopefully you didn't do anything too egregious. Well, you know what? Theo didn't think so, but I, I wanted to get your opinion on him because, well, your opinion matters. Not that Theo's doesn't because, you know, he, he's the boss here at Player Profile. And I, love, and I love Theo. Theo's great. So you want to do tight ends first or you want to do running backs first? 
Uh, tight ends. Save, oh. save sexy for last. Okay, so I'll, I'll do them in clumps of four. Okay. And we can discuss anything that you want to discuss. Yep. Are you ready? Yep. Uh, I am, I'm going to bite and I'm going to say Sam Laporta 101 of okay. tight ends. Number two is TJ Hawkinson. We're going to stay okay. purple and we're going to go Mark Andrews. And this number four, number four is going to be spicy. And I'll stop there. We'll discuss the first four. Evan Ingram. Hmm. So those are my first four tight ends. What are your thoughts initially coming out the shoot? Um, I mean, I get not having Kelsey in there just based on his age. What's your Ingram argument? I like Evan Ingram. I have lots of He's Evan Ingram. 28. He has done it two years in a row. Last year on the season, he was tight end four. Currently on the season, he's tied in four. We added Calvin Ridley. We re-signed Zay Jones, blah, blah, blah. You know, all these guys. He's still producing. Oh, and here's the thing. He's a tight end four in spite of only having three touchdowns. His contract is going to keep him in oh, yeah. Jacksonville through 2026. Then there's a bit of a, a bit, bit of a wiggle room in there. Yep. Yeah, because he's I think, got, I think even, he's gonna, even in, in 2026 – Cap hit 9.5 million, dead cap 9.5. So he he's not, he's not going anywhere. He's, he's, he's there for three years. So I've got 24, 25, 26. Ooh, yeah, no, he, he, definitely. He, he, and, and, and Trevor Lawrence is going to be there. And, and and just because I value him at the tight end four doesn't mean the market does. No, God, no. But if I had to like draft these guys, like I'm, I'm building a team and this is the tight end round in Memphis, you can have it. So the, the first three are gone. Laporta, Hawkinson, Andrews are gone. I'm taking Evan Ingram over the rest of these guys because I, I know I'm going to have him for three or four years, and I can be able to start, you know, building that backup plan. We talked about a league that I'm that one of our patron leagues that I'm in, where I literally had Sam Laporta, Trey McBride, and Jake Ferguson on the same roster. Traded Sam Laporta to you because you're a Lions fan and you gave me a fair price, but I, I could afford it, so I would do something similar. I would I would have my Evan Ingram. And I would be still looking for that next, that next tight end. So that's my case for Evan Ingram. I think that's fair. Uh, I think I think all of it's fair. I, I'm fine having Hawk ahead of Laporta. I'm fine having Laporta there. I think they're one and two. I mean, the only worry I really have about Laporta is if the Lions realize that Jamison Williams is probably not going to be it, and they draft somebody. But I don't really think they're gonna, at least not yet. So, and. Dude's been an absolute animal. So, I mean, nine touchdowns as a rookie? You kidding me? Yeah. I, I, my only fear for Hawkinson, not Hawkinson, excuse me, Laporta, is Ben Johnson leaves. True, which is fair. Is, is ben, but but Jared Goff's not leaving. So, and Jared Goff is confident in him. That's true. And once Jared Goff, he did it with Cooper Cup. Once he has a, a, a guy locked up in his sights, he's, he's happy to use him. And, yeah. and, and, and my concern, not concern, but but you you got to have you know pros and cons. My con to Laporta is is that there's going to be games like he had this monster game last weekend. Yep, and and there's going to be games where he, I mean, if he, he doesn't he, have he, he the touchdowns, he has fifty yards, Cor which is correct. which is fine. That's a that's a fine floor for a tight end. It's it's going to be. I, I think you're. It's ironic because they both went to Iowa. I think there's going to be times where Laporta feels very George Kittle ish, where he yeah. gives you eight, or he gives you thirty eight. 
Yeah. And, and it's because George Kittle shares an offense with Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, just like Laporta is sharing one with Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery and Amon Ross St. Brown, and they're probably going to add another piece to that offense. I so, so, so I, 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 I like Laporta for the same reason that, that I like George Kittle is, is that he can dominate. And speaking of George Kittle, he's, he's in my next cluster. Uh, okay. People aren't going aren't to like this. So number five, Trey McBride. Number six, George Kittle. He's still only 29. Number seven, Dalton Kincaid. Number eight, Travis Kelsey. So what, um, what, what are your thoughts there? Questions. Still, I, think you're, I think you're too spicy on Kelsey. I get that he is old. And you probably don't have a ton. I mean, dude is still going to hit a thousand yards this year. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have him. I would say probably four. But other than that, McBride totally cool with. I think Kincaid might be a little high, but that's just personal preference. He could also take a step, especially because Stefan Diggs probably is not long for that offense. Kin- Kincaid feels high because he's being graded of on the curve that is Sam Laporta. And yeah. it's not, and I'm not going to hold it against Kincaid. I've seen plenty of flashes, and I know they need him to make it work. I will say, um, there's going to be big upheaval in Buffalo. Gabe Davis is a free agent. Diggs could be gone. I don't know what they do with Knox. I, so. I don't think it matters what they do with Knox, honestly. But Kincaid has been good enough. So I mean, it's it's spicy, but also if you would have said McBride that high, I think a lot of people would say that's spicy, but bro has been an absolute target monster and and Kyler's going to be there. That's he's a rookie. That team's going to be dog crap. So they want cheap assets since they already paid the quarterback. And you're going to hear, you're going to hear more of that. Yeah. That's part again, part of the reason that's like the secret sauce, if you will, of what made Jerry and I so successful is we deep dive the situation without overreacting to it. Like, we weren't propping up Clyde Edwards-Alaire over Jonathan Taylor, but we were very bullish on that situation. And quite frankly, it could have worked out a lot better. We saw Clyde Edwards-Alaire this past weekend, what could have been. Yeah, so I, I mean, that's like the Rashi but, Rice but, situation, but, and but that was what, a positive version yes, of it. Yes, but but the tight end's a little bit different because I like Trey McBride this year, and I have a ton of Trey McBride because I knew Zach Ertz was – I didn't think Zach Ertz was going to come back from the knee issue. To be right. quite honest, I'm actually surprised he's not re-signed with another team. But it was always the fact that Trey McBride had a 99% college dominator rating. It was great. But what else is great is that go back and look at Kyler Murray. He hyper-targets the tight end in his time in the pros. Who's the tight end? Who can be dominant? It's Trey McBride. It's not rocket math. Pretty simple stuff, gang. Sometimes we just have to get out of our own way. Um, as far as Kelsey, uh, I'll wrap it up with Kelsey in this block. He's 34 years old. I get he's, it. He's basically the same age as Gronk, who's retired twice. He is the same age as Gronk, who's retired twice. And, and it's nothing against him. It's 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 not the relationship of Taylor Swift. It's it's not anything else. It's at some point he became a 34 year old tight end. Yeah, and that that's what he is. And I can't have a 34 year old tight end that high in my rankings, I'm doing the people that would want my rankings a disservice. So nothing against Kelsey. I will just say this next year, if you're doing a startup and 
let's be honest, startup season, pretty good time. It's going to happen in the next month or two. Yeah, going to be a lot of them. And uh, patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone, hint, hint. Um, but, but if you click the button on Kelsey, you've said, I've got to win a championship in the next two years. That's what yep. you said when you hit submit player or, or draft player. You said, I'm going to go try to win. These right. other guys, they can give you just as many points and not lock you into a draft strategy. So that's why my final four, the final four, uh, nine through 12, Dallas Goddard, Kyle Pitts. This one, a guy recently moved up. I'm a, I could have him higher because I think part of it's the offense, but I think part of it's his quarterback is David Njoku. Okay. Dude, Joe Flacco been making been making tight ends since back in the Baltimore days. Joe Flacco, much like Kyler Murray, always a big tight end quarterback. And then my final guy, uh, I think you're going to see a big upheaval in this offense now that Matt Canada's gone. I think they're going to get a new OC in the offseason. That's Pat Fryermuth. So that is my top 12 at the tight end position. Questions on the back four? Uh, no. I mean, Pitts was going to have to come up, and we're going to have to talk about him. I I understand why he's there. Pitts? Yeah. Okay. I get it. It's been not good. I just don't think he's the reason why it's not been good. And Desmond Ritter is not going to be long for this league. At this point, um, I'm blanking on their coach. Uh, shoot him into the sun. Um, Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith. Uh, yes, thank you. Um, Arthur Smith is probably not long for that job either. That's a putrid ass division, and you can't win it. Okay. And if we can, and if we can get some new people in there, and Bro's going to be 24 years old. I mean, we've seen it with Evan Ingram. He showed flashes as a rookie. By the time he was 27, 28 years old, now he's tight end four, tight end four. I feel like that's sort of the same sort of thing for Kyle Pitts. Uh-huh. You, you don't know when it's coming. Yep. And, and that's why it's down here. And I get it. Yep. He just let me, seems let me, like let me ask you I mean, he's, he's not going away. Kyle let Pitts, me, we're going to be talking about Kyle Pitts for the next eight years. Sure. Because pe- people have a sunk cost fallacy. At some point, I do think he is going to return that value. Maybe uh-huh. definitely not to where he was drafted. That's but, but that's why I have to have absolutely you. fucking not. That's it, just, just like Evan Ingram. When he starts returning that value, I'll move him that's back where, where he should be. Yeah. So Kyle Pitts is currently in what not no tight end premium, but in just one PPR point per reception. Where do you think Kyle Pitts ranks on the season? Oh, oh he's got like 500 yards. He's got like no touchdowns. Um, fifteenth. Check out the big brain on Jerry. He nailed it. Every once in a while. Where do you think he ranks on targets in this on the season? I uh, he can't have that many targets. So probably in the same ish range. Uh, he's ninth. Oh, okay. He has the same. He has eighty. He has eighty. Oh, excuse me. He has seventy-eight targets to Kyle Pitts. Oh, it's not Kyle Pitts. Um, Cole Komet, who is your tight end seven. It's fair hmm. to say, David. Um, excuse me. He wanted to go back to someone. Yeah, not right. named You're Kyle having a Pitts. great time. I'm, I'm, I'm doing great. English is my second language. Hillbilly's my first. But but Cole Komet is doing more with his targets. Than Kyle Pitts is doing with his. It's not a volume issue. I mean, I'm, I'm looking right now at targets on the season. He's got more targets than George Kittle. Does he okay? really? That's wild. 100. 
He has two more. He has more than Dalton Kincaid, more than Dalton Schultz. Dallas Goddard, I get. And he's within three of Cole Komet. He's within four of Jake Turd Ferguson. Oh, and what do you know? He's within seven of Trey McBride. Now, I get all targets are not the same. They're coming from different quarterbacks, and I dig that. But that's why I always go to Cole Komet because the 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 quality of passes from Desmond Ritter, I know people love Justin Fields. He's a 60-some-odd percent passer, like 62%. Yeah. So don't piss on my shoes and tell me a training. But you you, you get my point. I just don't think he's done yeah. a, I don't think he's done the most with his opportunities that some of these other guys have. 100% true. If I was going to bitch about anybody on your list, I think it would be Dallas Goddard. Cuz if there's a person that just has never gotten me excited and it seems like he's a name that everybody talks about every single time and he's just never been good. Like he's that's he's why he's fine. fair at nine. He's he's fair at nine. I guess. Like oh. I, and you know just, you know what I, I missed one. I missed one. Actually, Friar Muth is my thirteenth. I actually had Friar Muth thirteenth and Joku twelfth. Turd Ferguson was in there at eleventh. I I, okay. I I I glossed over okay. Jake Turd Turd Ferguson, and he's going to go up. You know as. Dallas has to pay C.D. Lamb and Micah Parsons, and they just paid Trayvon Diggs, and Dak's going to be up. you got to have cheap players at other positions, and Jake Ferguson is currently in year two of a rookie deal. My man's got another at least two years in that offense before they cycle him out like they did Dalton Schultz. So I, I love Jake Ferguson and, and as well. He's he's going to get a ton of opportunities. Good offense. That offense. 100%. Also, he, he was a good tight end at Wisconsin. I mean, I, I have a lot of free Jake Ferguson just because I liked him at Wisconsin, and uh, that has worked out really well for me. I'm not I'm not going to complain about that one. Like, I'll take Jake Ferguson over Dallas Goddard, but that's me. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's, uh, let's run a tool, a commercial for a tool that might inspire you to select higher rookies or rookies in a different order because you use the Breakout Finder. Oh, hey, it's a Mr. Breakout Finder coming at you. The Breakout Finder features three key tools, a database of metrics that includes speed score, college dominator, breakout age, but also Breakout Finder only stats like dynamic score, level of competition, teammate score. All of these things are part of the overall Breakout Finder algorithm that pinpoints the probability that a player will break out. Everyone's talking about my model does this and my model does that. Well, we give you the data points that go into the model we have a feature that lets you compare players, and then we give you the precise probability of every wide receiver, every running back, sorted and filterable by class year. So when I'm talking to my friends and I need to show them why I'm so bullish on Player X, I pull out the breakout finder and bam, there he is. So go to the App Store, go to Google Play, it's five bucks to get the breakout finder, and then a couple extra bucks to get some of these additional enhanced stats. Go download it and thank me later. All right, Mr. Breakout Finder. All right, Jerry, without further ado, let's bring this one home on the running backs. Everybody love everybody loves running backs, Jerry. True. All right. I think I'm going to uh I'm going to agitate some people with these, but that's that's what I'm good at. So I'm 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 gonna do what I'm good at. Uh number one, Detroit Lions own Jameer Gibbs. Number two, Bijan Robinson. Number three, Brees Hall. Number four, Jonathan Taylor. 
Yes, I know there's 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 a there's a name missing. We're going to get to that name here in just a hot second. But of those first four, what are you thinking, Jerry? Okay, the, sorry, I'm writing them down. I like to I like to look at the date, write everything down that we do, so I can look back, judge our process, so we can get better in the future. You said Gibbs, Bijan, who JT, Brees Hall, Hall? Brees Hall. Okay, Brees Hall that makes sense. I, and I'll be honest, I only have Brees Hall ahead of. Uh, I only have Bijan ahead of Brees Hall because of the knee issue. It's not about the difference in years of service, but the ACL is always going to linger. So Brees Hall been pretty good. And yeah. and, B- and Bijan, he's only had three games of 20 points or more. And the reason why I picked 20 points is because that was yeah. what I feel like is a weak winning type week out of a running back. I would agree. Jameer Gibbs, if I remember correctly, has five. Five. And, and he's played two less games. I get Arthur Smith and and I get I I don't want to go down a generational rant rabbit hole because I will because generational means once in a generation right. yeah we have we have two two generational running backs on these first four picks so you know it, it, it's funny like when I hear generational quarterback I think of like my like my dad's generation and I think of like you know John Elway John Elway would have been and then I'm I'm a Gen X I'm barely Gen X I barely missed you goddamn millennials. But I'm Gen X, and our generational quarterback was Peyton Manning. And then you millennials, you all had Andrew Luck. Yeah, and then did. Gen Z. Gen Z is anyone 26 or younger was Trevor Lawrence. But here we are two years later, three years later, you're trying to sell me Caleb Williams as generational. Uh-uh. That ain't how this works. I'm just saying, and that's kind of how I feel about Bijan. If you want to say he's the best running back prospect that we've saw since Saquon Barkley, cool. I, 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 I can live with that. I can live with that. But we're too quick. By the way, is Texas still playing college football this coming weekend, I believe? They are. Next weekend? It's like it's like coming up. The, 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 yeah. Okay. So, so if you lost a, a generational prospect, do you do better? I'm, I'm just saying he's very, very, very good. We got to be very, very, very careful about the term generational. So I'm going to put the guy who's in a great offense, plays with a, a, a solid quarterback. We all assume that these guys in Atlanta are going to get a head coach upgrade, and we assume they're going to get a quarterback upgrade. We don't know that. I'm going to sure. go with the known. And the same thing with Brees Hall. I know Aaron Rodgers is coming back. I know Nate. I know Nathaniel Hackett's coming back. I don't dig that very much, but you know what? What, what are you going to do? Right. I, I still believe in Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers' presence will make things easier for Brees Hall. So, there's, my three. That, I, there, there's no issues with the first and, four. And, and then, I, and then JT just signed the. He's just signed the, the the deal. It sucked that he broke a thumb. I really yeah. need him to play this weekend for multiple reasons because I'm a Colts fan, and I've got him in a couple of these uh, final tournaments. But uh, I'll go into my next four. Um, Christian McCaffrey, Kenneth Walker, Travis Etienne, and this next one's going to blow you away, and I I know which two I'm going to talk about, but I'll go through them quickly. Kyron Williams. And I know that's high. It's higher in giraffe nuts. Uh, I'll get to him. CMC, the reason why I put him five and not one or two is, is simply because he's 28. And much like the Travis Kelsey conversation, if you hit draft player on CMC, the rest of that build has to be a win-now build. Because you're only going to have him at this peak level for another year or two. And with the rest of these guys, Gibbs and Bijan, and, and even JT just signed an extension, 
you've probably got instead of a one to two year window, you've probably got a two to four year window. So it's 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 a little bit different there for me. Kenneth Walker's just a dog. He's had some bad luck with injuries, and that's part of the reason why he's not higher, to be quite honest. If if he had had a cleaner bill of health, like you know, it's it's an oblique here, it's a hamstring there, it's just like little things. But if this dude ever puts together a full season, he could be a monster. Uh, Travis Etienne has just been so solid, um, not spectacular, but just very, very good. Had a couple of nice games, a couple of blow-up games, but you know what? Even his bad games aren't that bad, and he's not going anywhere. I think he's going to be part of that offense. And then Kyron Williams. You can scoff at Kyron Williams. Here's what I know about Kyron Williams. When he plays for the L.A. Rams this year, they're 6-4. and four. Without him, they're one and three when he had the high ankle sprain. This is the the type of offense that Sean McVay wants to run. Think about the success they had with Todd Gurley. And I'm not saying Kyron Williams is Todd Gurley, but I am saying that I see a, a, a 2024 and a 2025 where Kyron Williams finishes his rookie deal, probably the last two good years of Cooper Cup, probably the last two good years of uh, Matt Stafford. Puka Nakua will continue to improve. He's going to be able, barring injury, because he's had some injury issues himself, especially ankle. If he stays healthy, he's going to be really, really good. So those are those four, Jer. Uh, Kyron Williams is spicy, bud. I'm going to give you that one. That's um, okay. I, like, I get it. I mean, when you get 25 touches and you have, uh, what has he got, five or six hundred-yard games a season? I mean, that's, Th- that's something. This is the conversation. Do I think this is going to continue? Yes. Sean McVay, the Sean McVay saw Kyron Williams because obviously they drafted him, had no problem trading Cam Akers and backing him up with Royce Freeman. And the, the commitment I saw really came this last weekend, too. He had two fumbles in a yeah. game where at one point they had a 28-point lead or a 21-point lead. They could have pulled him. They could have pulled him for the rest of the game, but they didn't. They stuck with him. And, and and they see this as part of their success. I don't know that I love 25 touches at his size a game because I think there's going to be break da- breakdown. Um, I would rather see a little bit less rushing, a little bit more receiving, but I, I think I'm going to get two. But that, that get, has picked up the last couple of games also. I think I'm going to so. get two solid years out of this guy, and that's as much as I can say for anyone else on this list at the it's running spicy. back position. It, it's spicy. You know it's spicy. You should you – should. Play with yeah, your guy, yeah. and I, and and I've got I've got a guy that I would take over him. I don't even know if you're going to say his name, so we'll we'll wait and see. Well, if let's you go do. the next four then. We'll go okay. we'll go we'll go the next four because I'll be honest. I got to twelve, and, and and I was really stumped because there there was a lot of ways I I debated going. Um, number nine is Rashad White. Okay, the reason why he's not higher is he's twenty five. He'll be he'll turn twenty five in the off season. You know, he's going to be in year three of the, the rookie contract. So I feel like I'm, I'm getting him for another two years. Devon Achan, really like him, love the talent. Um, go back to good people, bad tweets. The, the talent's clearly there. Can he fade the injury bug? Um, I think people are going to have him in the top five in the offseason. I will not be one of those people. No. Um, but I, I really like Devon Achan. James Cook. This is similar to, to, to L.A. This is what Buffalo's wanted, guys. They don't want their half-a-billion-dollar quarterback running headlong. Josh Allen's only started really rushing more now that they've been playing for their playoff lives, and they want to lean on James Cook more. So I, I think James Cook 
is uh, my one uh, my my one eleven, and then my one twelve. I'm I'm very torn, Jerry, and I, I I've got a I've got a a smattering of guys here. Um, I like Isaiah Pacheco. I like DeAndre Swift here. Um, Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs. I mean, there, there there's a pocket of guys in this range that I really like. Like if I knew where DeAndre Swift was going to play next year, and I know there's thoughts that he's going to resign in Philadelphia. You know, DeAndre Swift, if, if Jerry, have you seen Ricky Bobby, Talladega Nights? Yeah. DeAndre Swift is Cal Naughton Jr. That was Ricky Bobby's slingshot guy. You know, remember where he asked Ricky Bobby, he's like, hey, man, what if uh, what if I run a race? And he was like, well, how can I win a race if you win a race? Oh, you're right. I'll, I'll just be happy with second. That's DeAndre Swift in touchdowns as long as Jalen Hurts is there. Hey, Jalen, you think I could get one of these touchdowns? Well, if you got a touchdown, how would I get the touchdown? You see how this goes. So I would love, love, love. And I think DeAndre Swift could shoot up this list if he were to wind up signing as a free agent in L.A. with the Chargers to replace Austin Eckler in Cincinnati to replace Joe Mixon, Houston to give C.J. Stroud. There's like so many of these exciting tantalizing possibilities that he could land in. And if he lands in a really good one, we're going to be forced to reevaluate because he's only going to be 25. He and I actually share a birth date, not same year. I'm way older than this guy, but, but we're both born in January. So he's going to turn 25. So he's the same age as Rashad white. So there you go there. Did did I get your guy? Did I not get your guy? Uh, You did. You did get my guy. James James Cook. Cook or Rashad white, James Cook. I mean, Rashad white's my guy too, but James Cook, um, no Saquon, huh? He's going into year seven. Injuries all the time. Bad Not offense. Performing that well. B- bad offense. And, 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 and all these things, again, it's the Trey Bright conversation over again. You really have to look at their situation. And, and just like Brees Hall, look at his situation. He can't control that he got an ACL or he probably would have avoided it. He can't control that he lost his starting quarterback for the years, has been playing playing with crumb bums and shoe clerks ever since. It's not his fault, but that's all in the equation. You know, so so for me, like the reason why JT's so high and right there with Christian McCaffrey is I've seen what Shane Steichen has done with this offense, even with a backup quarterback like Gardner Minshew. Uh, and, and JT was balling before he hurt his thumb. And, you know, a, th- a thumb is one of those fluky injuries. There's not really a lot you can do to protect your thumb. So that's that's my top 12, Jerry. I just thought I would share this. I don't do a lot of rankings. Um, I know people love them. Theo has inquired about putting having me do rankings throughout the season on Player Profiler. I, I think this is one of those give-give in a relationship where – um, they've given us the opportunity to grow our brand and our platform here on player profiler. So uh, I'm going to give Theo some rankings and I'll update them. Uh, that'll be coming in the off season. But I thought since I did them and people love rankings, I thought I'd cover them. I think it's good. All right. Um, the, no, hold on. Hold on. We're not, I, I we're not, done, we're not done talking about James cook first. Okay. Okay. Cause there was a lot of people in the rookie draft that were very upset that me and you had a discussion that said it was viable for anybody to take James Cook between the 103 and the 108. And he was he was going in 107s in rookie drafts and 106s and 109s and 111s. And the Twitter hive was 
Uh, it's Clyde Edwards Hilaire. You've you've picked Clyde Edwards Hilaire. This dude has fourteen hundred yards in fourteen games. He has he's gonna hit probably sixteen hundred yards this year, and five hundred and fifty of them are gonna be receiving yards, and he's got all the receptions to go with it. That dude was a monster. He was an absolute steal, and he's going to still be in a good offense for two more years. And if he continues production like this, with being Dalvin Cook's brother, you've seen the lineage and what he can do. He is absolutely a candidate for a second contract. And if he's a second contract guy, you're talking about four years, which is a fucking eternity in this game at the running back position. James Del- Cook. Del- Del- Delvin Cook is like, I'm t- I'm taking James Cook over. This is, this is going to sound spicy, and I and I, you're, you're but o- over Kenneth Walker, over over probably Christian McCaffrey. I, I mean, if I if I'm just trying to win, don't get me wrong. Like obviously, I'm going to go Christian McCaffrey if I'm on a one year thing. But if we're talking like I have to rely on a running back for the next three years, give me James Cook, and and maybe this comes back and bites me. I'm not stupid. I know it's entirely possible. But what this dude is doing production wise right now is super stardom and he's in his second year and his first real opportunity let, let allow me to read you some some james cook stats and where he ranks currently yep. where do you think he's at in rushing yards in the league ninth second only behind Jesus. christian only behind christian mccaffrey okay um rushing tds he doesn't even he's sniff it because he, he's yeah. got two he's got two um, rushing attempts. Where do you think he's at in rushing attempts? Lower than that. He's outside the top. He's out. I'm just using this little Instagram page, okay. but he's outside the top 10. So he's second okay. rushing yards, but not in the top 10 in rushing attempts. Okay. I like the kids this. call that efficiency. Uh, I, I like, I like that. G- guess where he ranks in yards per attempt. Hashtag efficiency. Pretty damn near the top. F- fourth tied with Kyron Williams for fourth. Two tenths of a yard behind Christian McCaffrey and six tenths of a yard behind Jameer Gibbs. Ironically, Jalen Warren averaging five point five yards. Maybe we should give him some more touches. Coming from a Najee fan, move, move, moving yeah. on. Um, yards after contact. Where is James Cook? Pretty good would be my guess. Third, nine, eight. Damn it. Th- third. I keep, going, I keep going with the back end of the single digits. Uh, only McCaffrey and Henry have more. Wild, crazy. So, 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 so it, hold on. If, if you're comparing running backs in that frame, those are all extreme superstars that are probably Hall of Famers. And James Cook is a second-year player. Uh, that, I'm just that, is a, that is that is trending towards going to be pretty reliable in the future. Scrimmage yards, fourteen hundred and one. Yeah, only behind Christian McCaffrey. That's a full hundred and fifty plus ahead of Travis Etienne. It's a hundred yeah. higher than 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 Rashad White. Your boy, your boy's murdering it out there, Jerry. Um, he barely saying. misses. He barely misses the top ten in running back receptions, but he's fifth, cinco, in running and back receiving yards. Listen, I could have, I could have done an entire opus of good people, bad tweets about James Cook's draft because I looked it up, Randy. I was in my petty when I saw that he was at fourteen hundred yards and he hit that threshold in fourteen games, and so I searched it. I searched James Cook 106. And if you want to see some of the funniest shit you have ever seen, just search that on Twitter. 
but I, but I, I, hey, I, 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 hey, I at least that. at least at least those people have Traylon Burks. Enjoy that pick. I, uh, I I I do I do a homework assignment for you this week. I want you between now and next week, whenever you and Kev, producer Kevin, record the show. I want you guy. I want you to do your top twelve. And, oh, and you, do you, you do your top 12 tight ends. You do your top 12 running backs. And uh, you share those with producer Kevin. And you guys, uh, I will be watching from Mexico. But I have got two podcasts, three actually, because I've got the uh, Dynasty War Games guys. Uh, Jesse, Mike, Austin, those guys, they're, they're doing content. That comes out on our channel. So if you want more Dynasty coverage and guys will not take time off, Dallas will start the Rookie Rundown podcast back up. He won't be just popping by with guys. That's why you subscribe to the Dynasty Warzone YouTube and podcast channel as well as the Player Profiler YouTube and podcast channel. But, Jerry, I'm going to wish you good luck this weekend as you go to battle in uh, your remaining leagues. I am going to um, sweat it out. Um, I, I'm even debating, do I buy the sketchy Wi-Fi on the plane so I can, cause like the, the, <laughs> our plane, for those of you that give a shit, cause if you're still here, you do, and, and you you're do. the ones we appreciate. Um, our plane takes off at 11. So I, I have to have all my lineups like locked oh, in, yeah, but, 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 but before the plane takes off, cause I don't land until I think it's 3 PM central. So by then it's like the the four o'clock game is getting ready to go, and you know I don't know what a uh, international Wi-Fi package that's, costs. That's the last thing you want to do is lose because of some roster bull crap because you're on a plane. So I'm, make I'm, sure I'm, you are set and ready, my friend. I'm 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 already sweating it. Um, and, and and guys, be smart. It's like I'm in a super flex league, the big money league that you and I were talking about. I've got Dak, I've got Trevor Lawrence, and I've got Derek Carr. The problem is Derek Carr plays on Thursday night. So I've either got to be willing to go without a super flex and maybe play a wide receiver or a running back or an additional tight end in that spot, or I have to gamble and uh, put Derek Take Carr in there. It's, it's, it's the same thing in the same league. I've got Taysom Hill, who I can play in, what because this is a must-start two tight ends league. Yeah. I can start Taysom Hill. But if I do, that's on Thursday night. But Hunter Henry has been killing it again since Bailey Zappi took over. But Hunter Henry's got a knee issue. So all these things, Jerry, all these things are... Such a terrible game. It's, 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 it's just it, so it, mean. It, it's, it's what makes it so great. It's that's what makes true. it so, so great. And uh, so it makes you guys great. If you want to do more, we've mentioned the, pop, the Patreon a lot. I stopped doing ads for it. We'll just organically bring it up because it's, it's, it's a large part of how we dynasty. We have a tremendous group of ladies and gentlemen that play Dynasty Fantasy Football, contribute to our group chat, get extra podcasts, one-on-one help with their leagues. You're you're more than welcome to join. Guys, it's five bucks a month. You know, it's like literally uh, I was at work today and a, a co-worker of mine named Dale, he, he went to Starbucks to get a coffee. And I said, look at you with your $8 coffee. You're being like an asshole because, well, I've got to be an asshole. It's like like an old habit, like breathing. And I was like, look at you with your $8 coffee. And he was like, yeah, that's, that's what it cost. So for like 65% of an $8 coffee, you could be a Which patron. is all ice. It's, it, it is. It is all ice. It's a, it's a great big hustle. And it wasn't even a big one. It was like the medium-sized joint. Oh, yeah. For, no, for it's, eight, all, eight, it's all ice and, and oat milk. $8. I mean, for five bucks, you can come hang out in the patron. 
I mean, it's delicious, but and, it's and, not and, and, not and, as not as delicious as the patron. As they say, not as delicious as the patron. And like you know, so here's the thing: you're going to give up one. Maybe you drink one a day. That's fine. Maybe you drink one a week. But if you can sacrifice one and replace that dude with like a, a one dollar McDonald's gimmick, put your own cream and sugar in there for one day, just one day. You're like, I just paid for my patron membership at patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone. It's not super hard. The math's pretty easy, really. Five bucks a month helps the show, pays for the streaming, blah, 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 blah. And we'll be having orphans soon. We'll be filling orphans. Uh, last year, we did a promotion where if you signed up, we put you in a patron league for free. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll pay the dues out of the dues. It's, this, it's just a way of keeping our group together, keeps the Dynasty Warzone going. And uh, Jerry, you got anything besides Merry Christmas to you and the lovely Mrs. Jerry and your dog? Nope, def definitely got that out to everybody. Good luck to everybody. Theo declined my trade, so good luck to everybody except for Theo. He did not want a chain. It's fine. I'll just go after. He doesn't myself. like. Apparently, Theo's not walking it like he talks it. Because you don't. If you love a chain, you love a chain. You don't. You you love him unconditionally. That's true. You don't get an option. All right, Jer, let's get out of here. I got podcasts to edit. You got uh, things to do. So on behalf of that man and on behalf of the entire Dynasty Warzone crew, we wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you Happy Holiday, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever it is. that. You, if you're just taking time off and just enjoying the time off with your friends and family, I hope you do it safely. I hope you do it with uh, the most joy you can in your heart. And until next time, on behalf of Jerry Sinclair, Remember, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we are just trying to make the place a better, the world a better place for fantasy football. Screwed up my own tagline. Damn it to hell. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. won a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak